Welcome everyone to the Dynamo Abroad podcast, where we talk about anything and everything Dynamo Kiev related. I'm your host, Alex Lishik, and with us from across the pond, coming out of the great city of Southampton, is Dima. How's it going, Dima? To know about great, but um, yeah, not doing well, too badly. Well, is it better than Reading? That, that that's the real question, isn't it? It's debatable. It's like trash versus garbage, you know. And um, anyway, I'm uh, gonna ready to do some more complaining about Dynamo as always. Uh, yeah. How are you guys? Uh, I'm not doing too bad. And uh, joining us from across the Hudson River in New York is Eric. How's it going, Eric? Yeah, not going to lie, pretty disappointed with how the season finished, or the first half of the season finished, I should say, but I agree. Looking forward to another, um, you know, we should probably, like, change the name of this podcast to, like, the Complain About the Namo Prod podcast yeah. or something like that, that's pretty much... Yeah. Well, pretty yeah. much what we do at it, this point. But. Yeah, it, it, it's it's practically a denial of therapy, a venting session, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we have a very special guest on today, also joining us from across the pond, coming out of uh, England as well, is uh, Richard. Uh, how's it going, Richard? Hey, guys. Privet, Yaks Privy. Yaks Privy. Was that correct? That was so dobre. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Yo, I think I, I think this is the first time we've had an effort, uh, something like that. Uh, so yeah, credit to you. To be fair, we've had some, we have had some other words in Ukrainian and Russian mentioned on here that we won't repeat again because they weren't very appropriate. But this was the first time we've actually had um, <laughs> amicable dialogue, so that was good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Very proud of that. <laughs> um, so, Dynamo had their. Uh, last game of the calendar year against Zodia. We're going to get more into that in a sec. Just going to go over some of the latest news real quick. Um, the U19s beat Zodia 5-1. Diallo with a brace, who also, also missed a penalty, by the way. Vicharenko, uh, Yatsik, Kubarov. The U19s end the first half of the season in fourth place. As uh, Dima said, it might sound familiar. Oh, where have I seen that? Where have I seen yeah. the number fourth place before? Yeah. So uh, what we're trying to say is that uh, Kostuk is blocking level as a manager. Um, then I've seen, the, sorry, I've, I've, I've seen people like saying, Oh, this get this guy in charge of the first thing, like you're taking the piss. Like, come on, see, initially, I was kind of in the same boat until I had seen him how he manages games in the UA and the youth league and like domestically. Yeah, he, I'm and I'm like, No, um, listen, maybe if you want to bring him in just for the year, Euro, like European games against good teams, maybe, but like, very they, good at counter attacking in terms of actually yeah. positional. No, no, no. They, 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 the U19s lost to Mariupol. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, but the UEFA Youth League draw was done for the U19s and they got Deportivo La Coruña. Um, and also the Ukrainian Cup draw was done today for the first team and uh, Dinamo drew Alexandria in the quarterfinals. So uh, we have to wait until the, potentially the semifinals to get Metalis. So, um, that, Eric, were, are you guys happy with the draw, Alexandria? Doesn't make much of a difference to me. I will say, of course, Shakhtar get Lviv, FK Lviv. Of course they do. Um, no, I'm actually more surprised Metalist didn't get FK Lviv, if I'm, all, if I'm honest. Nah, Khmer no, it was still, always going to be waxed up. Easy draw. The country, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that didn't. I mean, again, it really doesn't matter. I. Yeah. It is what it is. I will say this, though. So about the youth league. So this was interesting. And I think, and maybe, Richard, you can... 
maybe jump in here if I'm understanding this correctly. So from what I read, this isn't actually like the round of 16, but what happens at this point is Dinamo will go in the, the U19s. It's a one-off tie between them and um, Deportivo. So it's like the winners of, it's like the winners of like their domestic leagues or something like that against the second place teams that or the teams that finished second in their groups. Oh, they, right. they play, they play each other and then they enter into the round of 16 with the teams that finished at the top of their UCL groups, yeah. which then becomes the, the actual knockout stage. I think that's how it works. Yeah. Cause um, obviously you've got the 32 teams who participate in the champions league. They're on the nine. They, they, the group stages in the main champions league are replicated in the youth league. And yeah, you've kind of got then the, um, the uh, domestic champions of the under-19s and all the separate associate, UEFA associations, if they are um, not in the Champions League, from a couple that's participating in the Champions League main group stage, then, yeah, I think that's the way they do it. So, yeah, they obviously, the second-place teams in all the groups have a, have a playoff against, they have their own separate right. path. That it's the group stage path and the champions path. That's the way it works, I think. Because so. I, I just assumed this was the knockout stage. And then when I went to the UEFA Youth League site and started reading, I, I had to read through it like 10 times before I finally understood what they were saying. But it was like, no, there's just a one, <laughs> it's just a one leg playoff tie. And then after that is when you get into the round of 16 and join like the Benficas, for example, that finish at the top of our group. I mean, just just to let you know about Deportivo, I had a save with them. Um, we'll get on to FM twenty two later on, but on the FM twenty one, I had a save as Deportivo actually, and one player who might who was quite good for me on that game actually, who might play against Dinamo is uh, Noel Lopez. I think he's a striker. Um, he might be in there on the nineteen squad. So uh, he was quite good for me on Football Manager anyway. But I don't know how good he is in real life. So <laughs> that's going to be something someone maybe to have a look for. So. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that, that'll be an interesting tie. That game uh, will be an away game for Dinamo. So I'll be in uh, Galicia in Spain uh, on February 8th or 9th. Uh, that will tick kickoff times. The other Galicia. Will, yeah, the, the not as cool Galicia. Um, um, so probably, I'm assuming kickoff times and dates will be sorted out at a later date. Uh, we move on to the next bit of news. Uh, what do we have? Uh, oh, here we go. This Diva, get excited. You're going to love this. Um, uh. Totovitsky of Desna Chernihiv to potentially join Dinamo at the training camp. Um, Dima said he's really excited, but he's also disappointed that Butkiewski is not joining him. Actually, uh, it was so, reported that if the trial goes well, that they'll offer one to Butkiewski and they become oh, a package right? deal. Don't even, don't even huh. start, because now that you've said it, it's actually going to happen. Uh, when are we going to stop starting this crap? You know, these washed up Shakhtar rejects. When is it going like, to... Like, it's like the meme of AFTV. When is it going to end, Robbie? When is this going to end? <laughs> Seriously. Why? We won the treble and we're making signings like this. Are you joking me? And I've got the, well, I say statistics. We have signed eight, um, we've signed eight players since Luchesco came in. I've, uh, I've got the list, um, got the list here. So it's Tudor Bielutse on the loan. Uh, so starting off last season, Tudor Bielutse on the loan. Uh, what's his name? Clayton on a one-year deal. Kostievich and uh, Kravets. So we can go through. Um, we can go through them. So Kostievich has been loaned out. Kravets got his terminated. Con- uh, his contract terminated after the, after one game. Bills have played a combined total of about 20, 20, uh, 
20 is probably optimistic, but I'd, I want to say about 20, 20 minutes. Clayton, I think he played for like five minutes. He got an assist in one game, but we would have won even without assist soon. Useless in my books. Uh, this season, Coolidge, he scored a goal, funnily enough, um, but we would have won without that goal, so still pretty useless. Anjuch, but nothing. Ramirez got... Think to be fair, he did do you did well on his debut. He's done nothing since. Uh, Vitinho, he's looked good at moments, just doesn't get a chance for whatever reason. Um, so eight eight players, um, and they've all flopped. So that's you know that's that's the kind of bar we have here. Um, do I have any <clears throat> do I have any confidence in Tatevitsky making a impact? No, um, no, none at all. Uh, he he did get. A Good numbers, but so did Coolidge, and where is Coolidge now? Um, the thing I'm saying is, you know, about 90% of the time we bring players in the trial and we end up signing them uh, permanently uh, in the end because of their, their agent who shall not be named uh, anymore. I've had enough. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, 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 not even, it's not even funny at this point, honestly. I'd want to laugh about this, but it's just not, it's not funny. Dima, I just double checked for you because I, you, I knew you were very concerned. Bielusa played a total of eight minutes for Dinamo over the season. Eight, eight minutes. It's, so even that was wildly optimistic. Um, yeah, but I've just got um, I've just got a just got a list of all these players that we've signed um, in the past years uh, from the Shakhtar rejects pile. Um, we have Gladki, Kulac, and Tatevitsky. There's three uh, three Shakhtar rejects who've. Uh, who all did nothing from all the random Ukrainian players that we had no need for. And we signed Antyuk, Gromov, Kostevich, Kravets, Shabanov, Rotan, Fedorchuk, Yakovenko, and Morozuk. Uh, I think to be fair, Morozuk didn't do that badly. The rest of them piss poor and useless from the random foreign players we've signed who we had no need for. And God knows where they came from. Um, not in a racist way, but from 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 what clubs they came from, I've never heard of them before. Uh, Clayton, Radusov, Petrovic, Sabrano, Kadiri, Karkbo, and Benitos. That's how many players. So it's just how how many how many transfers are we like this are we going to have to tolerate? Just this pointless waste of money, waste of wage, waste of space on the in the squad. No, no use at all. So, 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 Dima, would you rather just have if we're gonna just have a waste like a, a, a person collect a wage and just have a place in squad but not play? Could could I just do that? Like be that? Like yeah, why don't sign me? I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be any I, w- I wouldn't be any less useful than Bill. So he only played nine minutes, but he cost us a goal in those nine minutes. I wouldn't do. Uh, maybe I'd cost. Maybe I'd cost a goal as well. But it's not any worse, is it? I I actually think we would not cost a goal ge- genuinely. Well, Especially well, in UPL, there's no, gar- there's no guarantee, but yeah. I, I'm confident. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but I'm confident of it. Um, so on to some more. I don't know if you can call it transfer news, so but the Dynamo Lonis, yeah, I guess you can say the Dynamo <laughs> Lonis at Chorna Moritz are gonna go uh to Policia because it seems like Chorna Moritz is hopefully on its way to some kind of being back because apparently Krikorchuk's gonna be the new manager. Um so down um, you go, down you go, down to the Persia Liga. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is not good. This is not good at all. No, it's no, it's and I mean, 
well, I say down to the Persian League when I talk about Chernomorets, but I'm also talking about our low knees. Why, why sending our young players to the to that agricultural, frankly, Persian League? Why is that a good idea? If uh, to to, re- to relegate Minai or Inbulets, no, I couldn't, I couldn't care less about it. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say I couldn't care less about these villas. They can do whatever they want. I don't want anything to do with them. But, I already said, you know, these these guys we sent out to Chernomoris, that's their career pretty much over. Well, if their career is over pretty much when we send them to Chernomoris in the uh, in the Premier League, well, what's what's sending them to the second division going to do? Yeah, see, see, the, see I, I talked with Eric about this. Issue. What, what, sorry, sorry. As a young player, what do you learn in the, what do you learn in that league? It's all just physical hit the ball forward and run. That's all it is. There's no tactics. There's what is the point? But my, my only thing yeah. is, I think it's kind of okay for the guys who are kind of like 16, 17, 18, who haven't really no, it's played okay, that football. But, but like, we, why, why do we insist on taking this random team from this police team? Why? Why not just bring back Dynamo, Dynamo 2, for example? Yeah, why, no, 100%. 100%. No, and like, my thing is, like, why? it's okay. It's, no. I was talking to Eric. It's like, I think it's okay for like your kind of Skorkos or your Tulumax who are 16, 17, 18, who haven't really, like, Playing because I would say what does what does that do? That's exactly what I said. Van yeah, Mont, and, I mean, yeah. these are not players that should be anywhere that should not be in the Persia yeah. League. I don't care and, what side they're playing for; they shouldn't be in the Persia League. And, that, and yeah, and that's what. What does that do for them? Yeah, and like that's what Eric and I had talked about yesterday. Is like these older, more experienced players, or even some of the better uh, players like Vanat. Or imagine, imagine sending Vicharan to uh, police over the winter. Thank God. Thank God, by the way, he rejected the offer to go to Jorna Moritz. Yes. Thank God for that. Yeah. Much more useful than just to play with the under 19s and yeah. go on that. Well, listen, would you, know. you rather would you rather be, you know, in the UEFA Youth League having a legit shot at winning that tournament? I or just, be I playing just play with Jordan Youth League, honestly. It's just it's just a piss take. I'm sorry, but this this kind of collaboration with Jorna Moritz is the most embarrassing thing I've seen. Hated by their fans, they're, they're all should seem like bigger clowns than ours, frankly. Um, but I, I get where they're coming from. Hated like, by our fans, just a waste of money. I'm like, the, only, you... actually, the only positive about this, sorry, the only positive about this is that if they send um, if they send all our players back to us, they're gonna have to pay a fee. That's that's the only uh, positive I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, but I, is that fee that they're going to pay make up for the lost wages? That Because we, we financed their oh, squad no, pretty much. No, but it, it makes some of the money back, I guess. Yeah. We're still paying their wages, so... Yeah. Completely. Um, yeah, I, I I mean, listen, it, it is what it is, honestly. It's it's just... Tell you what, it's, like, it's, I, like, I said this in the chat. I said this in the chat. To say that we're run by idiots, it, it's saying nothing. It's worse. It's, it's Frankly, it's worse than that. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we I can't use, I can't and shouldn't use. So. I mean, I, I remember we would sometimes joke in the beginning, like we could run Dinamo better, but no, it, it's it's shit it decisions worse, like this. Can we cannot worse. run it any worse. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why does this halfway of us of ours just insist on getting so involved with everything? Why? I, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised he's, he has he's got no clue what he's doing, but he, he insists on getting so involved. I just, I don't understand this. Um, I, I will never know how he he ha, has been able to make that kind of money. I really cannot like. Have... That's the... Listen, even abandoned needs some brains. Through, through but... stealing, uh, through stealing, you know, the old Soviet uh, 
facilities and stuff mm. like that as well. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, good luck in Polisia. Try to get them promoted to the Premier League, I guess. I, that, hope, that, it's not true. I, hope, I hope it's not true. It's I don't. Just a really official, it, it, it's, it's one thing to send them like two or three. Surprised. You, you, know who, you know who's one player, though? I am actually hoping that I'm happy he did not get loaned to Chorda Moretz. Uh, Vicente Voloshin. They sent. Yeah, they sent but we, de- send, we send him. We send him out to some UPL farmer team, and well, better to send him to Desta than any of the village. Yeah, I know, his, his career's over. Yeah. He's got. Um, when have you ever seen a player loaned out and he has a future at Dynamo? Let answer that for me. Um, to to the UPL, let's say. To a UPL team and had a future at Dynamo. I can't think of. I'm probably being stupid here. Boyko. Yeah, but that's not really, that's not exactly like we loaned him out and then brought no. him back. We loaned him um, out, and we loaned him, and then we brought him back. There's probably but, one out there, but not one probably, that I can think of. Probably. Oh, Buyalski, Buyalski. Okay, okay, yeah. Taras Michalik. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Did we didn't we loan him to? Um, but for every but the, for every, Zaka, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Every one. Michalik or Buyalski, you have like 30 players that don't make it, I want to say. So, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm struggling I, I to I'm think of another it, one. But I'd, I'd happily be wrong, but yeah. No, um, st- statistics uh, are probably with me on this one. Uh, uh, on to some uh, more transfer news. Uh, Gustavo still being linked with Dinamo. Um, Two goals, three assists in 27 games in the Campeonato Brasileiro. Um, listen, I those stats aren't great for an attacking player, but listen, maybe uh, the coaching staff see something in him that uh, the stats are not showing. Um, but we'll see on that one. And Because, you know, Luchesco with Brazilians, it's uh, never a bad combination. And last uh, little bit of news we'll talk about is Nicole and go to Everton or an unnamed Italian club. I believe Roma has been the club kind of mentioned, but nothing certain. Been, I think it's either Roma or Napoli. Yeah. I, I've, I, I remember Napoli in the past, but I don't know if it, they, they've come back for it. Um, good, good, good Lord. How much more money is Mourinho going to spend at Roma? <laughs> they're already <laughs> like the highest. They're already yeah, the highest exactly. in Serie A this summer. It's like, it's absolutely mental. Um, but yeah, the Everton Mikolenko to Everton is um, is quite interesting because they're supposedly on the like financial fair play embargoes as well. I think it's like they spent 1.7 million euros, million pounds this summer on Demarai Gray. So <laughs> if the fee of 20 million euros has been, you know, floated about, somebody found a magic money tree to get around FFP. I'm <laughs> what does FFP really mean these days? To be fair. Oh, it means it means something if you're um, if you're not a Man City or an elite yeah, level that's, club. That's if, you're not, if you're not one of those, yeah. if you're not one of those, if you're not PSG or Man City, yeah, yeah. they'll happily really Fair ram enough. you into yeah. the ground with it. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you guys think? The suspected fee is, uh, or excuse me, I should say, the prospective fees around twenty three million euros. Would you guys take, take that, or would you bargain? Take it. Take it. I'll pay for the fly. I'll drive it myself. Twenty three million. I think realistically, you can do a lot with twenty three million euros. Realistically, fifteen million or over, I'm taking it. I'd say ten million over. I'm taking it. Ten million feels a little bit low. I would say yeah, it's I, about I, 12, 12, it's 12, twelve. Twelve. It's a Premier League club. It's a Premier League club. Milk them dry. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually good point. That's good fair. point. But I would say yeah, anything. I'm very good at, I'm not very good at um, jacking a price up. Am I? I'm just uh, <laughs> naming these low prices, but I mean, 
get let him go. Best of luck to him. And I think it's time to start letting Dubin I'm Chuck sorry and if this sounds selfish, but for go getting chances. You've just got to say, you know what, well, whether or not it goes well for him at Everton, you take the 23 million and you, you buy 20 Antioch. Uh, easy there, easy yeah. there. Yeah, there's, but, well, we're not going to invest it wisely, are we? We're not going you know to waste what, it wisely. You, you know what, well, though? I feel, I, I feel like if, if I'm going to actually put this question to all three of you, did not, let's say Denal will get that 23 million. What do you do with that money? Uh, hmm. And buy, buying, buy, buying, buying Range Rovers or Rolls Royces does not count. No, you buy, first of all, what you do. Most important thing, whatever money they ask for, you give it. Buy Miguel Villosa back from Hellas Verona. Um, no, uh, that that would be lovely, but no. Um, well, you look at you look at someone like a well, you look at a right back, uh, defensive midfielder. I think I'd prioritize um, defensive midfielder, attacking, uh, attacking attacking midfielder, attacking midfielder, right <laughs> winger. Um, in, in all honesty, I, I think I um, left-footed centre back. Uh, someone, as someone who's still learning about Dinamo's squad, on I've obviously learned a lot in the last few days. I've been doing the research for this podcast. Um, I would probably, yeah, look at maybe the better players from, yeah, you know, obviously a few. Maybe if you've got some good youth academy products, put them in there. But also look at the best players, young players up and coming from the sides below, and maybe try and get yeah. them on the cheap. And also, if you have to look abroad for some signings, maybe look at Lee Gunn, because I've read that the television deal chaos there has actually meant that there might be some bargains available. Well, we've signed some great players from so that league in I'm the past. Uh, you're looking at Brown in the year, Younes Bilanda, but there's no chance we'd be able to get players of that calibre these days, so I, I have my doubts. I, I I just had to pull it up real quick. So no mid um, mid table league, and you could get some decent players. Oh, no, for sure. There's some, there's a lot of talent in that league. A lot, um, but our scouting is next to non-existent. Richard's got me into <laughs> the idea. So now I'm pulling up League One, like top market value. Just said it's curious what I did not look again. Um, I'm not going to get Neymar, mate, or, or Mbappe. We're not. We're not well, Neymar. Mbappe just, on a free. I'm just, I'm just going off what I've heard. <laughs> well, I'm just going off what I've heard. But yeah, League One. Uh, loaned out to League One. I forgot about that. I forgot Gerson Rodriguez plays for um, Trois or whoever Trois. it is. Trois. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's a random transfer. He's like, every time I look at him, the only way I've really paid attention to him on sofa scoring is the funniest thing. I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna pull it out now because it's hilarious. Uh, Twa are actually Twa are actually Man City uh, City Football Group's club in France. Yeah, I've heard about that. His this is hilarious to me, honestly. His average sofa score rating is six point two two. Jesus. Uh, yeah, and every time I look at him, it's like six point one. Like his his, his color, you know for. A good performance is green, perfect is blue, like poor-ish is orange. But there's a like, poor is red. Every single time you look at it, it's red, orange, and in, in the best case scenario, yellow. It's it's the funniest thing to me. It's like yeah. a broken traffic light. Have but... you ever seen those like tweets or posters like, oh, name one player who built an entire career off of like one moment or one game? Jason Rodriguez oh, playing for Luxembourg oh, against Ukraine in March 2019. Scored an own goal. This is what I mean about scouting. Like they just see, oh, this guy had one good game. Well, against against a team we know, oh well, he must be he must be very good. He must be worth buying then. 
So I, I'm telling you, like three, like three or four people just googling players on transfer market or football manager or even FIFA could probably do a better job than the scouting department. Can't be any worse. Could really could not be worse. Um, uh, but yeah, so and it'll be interesting to see Lubin Chak. Um, hopefully, he gets a real chance because, to be, at least in my opinion, I think he easily could have been the starting left back after his performance in the preseason at minimum should have been given more of a chance than just it should have been sh- out, that, you, you know what i wonder what they do that i wonder what they do with Vivchanko. do they just bring him up as a backup or do they send him kind of as a dubin chakra replacement should be a to keep it should be a well, yeah now. no i don't disagree i'm just saying it'll be interesting to see what they do yeah well whatever we do but whatever we always do always has no logic so we're probably just gonna ship him off to police or something like that there's a good uh, team in America that could uh, use a, some good, some good more defenders, uh, Dima. So we'll, we'll we'll gladly take him here at Siege. So in case you're wondering, we can't pay his wages, oh, but for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, on that note, uh, we'll get into the Zoria game against Namo game ended for one one. Um, yeah, uh, Richard, I'll, I'll let you start. What what did you think of the Namo Zoria game? Um, well, this one, as we were saying pre-pod, um, I was interested in this game because obviously being from England, um, it almost, the Ukrainian Premier League almost kind of reminds me of, of Scotland. You've obviously got two big clubs. You've got um, Dynamo and you've got Shakhtar or for the base of this podcast, they who will not be named. I'll, I'll call them that as the Voldemort analogy. You can, you can so, call um, them, we, we call them wax taps. You can call them wax, wax taps. Tap, yes, we'll call them that. We'll call them that, yeah. Obviously, you've got those two clubs. And then in Scotland, obviously, you've got Celtic and Rangers. Then you've kind of got a chasing pack below, haven't you? In, in, in Scotland, you've kind of got Aberdeen and the two Edinburgh clubs, Starts and Hibs. And in uh, Ukraine, obviously, you've got uh, Zoya Luhansk, you've got uh, Dnipro 1, and you've got... Um, Voskla, I think they're the three closest to the chasing pack at the moment. So you've kind of got some similarities there. So I was intrigued when I was watching this game to see, obviously, what level Dinamo were at, obviously what level Zoya were at. And um, I think for the game, I would say, uh, obviously, I thought Dinamo deserved, uh, would have better side for it. The game probably deserved to win. Uh, the first half was interesting. I thought, um, obviously, uh, Zigankov had that chance early on in the game, didn't he, when he... He cut in from the right and it hit the post, uh, the shot that um, went low. Obviously, if that goes in, it Pretty could have sure been, a, could have been a different game. It was. I, it, it, it was very much like reminiscent of those times when I watched Robin in the past when he cuts in. And I always like those kind of goals when a winger just cuts in and just absolutely lashes it into no, the top that doesn't happen. Sorry, that, sorry to disappoint you, but that doesn't happen very often with him. Well, I was going to get onto Zagankov later. I'll ask you your, your guys' opinions of Zagankov later because I know oh, Eric and uh, Dima, oh. I know you guys. I've seen a couple <laughs> of your tweets and uh, yeah, they're not always very complimentary <laughs> towards it. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Uh, or emotion field at all. No. No, no. But uh, yeah, I've done the left side. I know Dinamo were attacking a bit in the first half. There was a couple of overlaps from uh, Mikolenko. Um I actually thought um, the goal was quite nice. Um, Shaparenko, I noticed you guys were um, in the discussion with the um, the Benfica pundit. I've forgotten his name from the, the last episode. I did this the last yeah, podcast. Yeah, um, yeah I, I knew you were praising Shaparenko, and um, I thought that pass into him was quite nice. Then Garmash did that nice little controlled uh, layoff to um, to Bujalski, and uh, it was a good finish into the box to make it one 0 so, yeah, you deserve to go in front at half time. The second half, though, first part of the second half, I thought Zoya 
uh, came out and played quite well. I was impressed with um, Alaya Sayadumanesh, is that correct? I think That's I pronounced something it. like that, yeah. Yeah, the Iranian winger. I thought he had a good game um, um, overall. And um, yeah, then they, they got their equaliser after they came out. Um, and yeah, obviously, Dinamo had to try and break them down then. Uh, they had chances. I thought the young goalkeeper who came in, uh, Matt Sapura, obviously, he's come in for Mikola Shevchenko. I checked uh, pre pod. Um, and he's probably now the number one goalkeeper. And yeah, he, he he's come in and done well. And he had a good game. Um, Dinamo probably should have won. There was that chance that um, uh, they had. Karavayev had that chance, didn't he? When there was some good combination played on the right. And I don't know what the hell he shot. was doing in that shot. Like he, it was like he tried to yeah. square it and just booted it right. This yeah. Is Honestly. All the hard work had been done. And then, yeah, it was just a wild shot over the bar. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was an interesting match. I thought there was a couple of interesting subplots too. Uh, Hladke was interesting to see him play up front for Zoya. That that reminds me of football manager past. I remember when he was a young prospect player. I think it was originally at Shakhtar and then at Dinamo. Um, and yeah, he obviously was up against a big tall striker up against two youngish centre-backs in uh, Sirota and uh, Zabani. Um, I thought, um, yeah, Jadinho had a good game for them at left-back. I thought the Brazilian... Uh, Horomov as well. Uh, obviously, yeah, Dinamo will be interested. Will be disappointed not to get the three points. Um, but credit to Zoya, I, I think I think they hung in there really well. And um, and I know Victor Skripnik used to coach in the um, German Bundesliga with Werder Bremen. I think he's a good appointment for them, a good coach. But yeah, it must be frustrating to to drop points like that, especially with uh, Shakhtar winning just before the winter break. But um, but yeah, um, it was an interesting game. But yeah, Dinamo will be disappointed not to get the, the three points. But I was intrigued as a neutral watching it to see what the level of Zoya was and what the level of Dinamo was. Um, Richard, was there any player, you know, I know you mentioned Shaparenko, but was there any other players uh, that stood out to you? Uh, for, for Dinamo? Um, yeah, I... I I um, didn't mind the performance of uh, the two central defenders. Um Zabani and uh, Sirota. It's great to see two young centre defenders um, playing regularly for Dinamo. Um, and, and yeah, I, I thought those two also caught my eye, let's just say. Um, but I know what you mean about um, Shaparenko. I think that um, he, um, he, um, yeah, he's, he definitely looks like a player who could move abroad in the, in, the, in, the, in the future, like you were saying on last week's pod. But yeah, it was just interesting to see them line up with uh, Sirota and Zabani, uh, two young central defenders. It's obviously quite rare now in the modern game where you get, you get, sometimes you get a young central defender paired with an experienced one. So it was interesting to see two young central defenders, both, you know, under the age of 22 starting. Um, and it, I always like those battles when they're up against a, an oldish um, experienced striker who can hold the ball up in, uh, in like Hladki. So so that was quite interesting. But yeah, I'd say alongside um, Shaparenko, Sirota and Zibani also um, caught my eye, the duel against um, Hladki. Yeah, and... Um... There, there's one player in particular, uh, Eric. I want to bring you in on this. Um, looking at the substitutes, I I this is gonna be. what I think I know who this is going to be. Um, there's if you look at the subs, you had uh, Depena and Verbich, or who's a Verbich for Depena, Karavaya for Timchik, and Kulac for Garmash. Um, what does Bogdan Lenyev have to do to get some minutes in his actual position of right wing? I don't know, I'm not even going to waste time on it. I have no idea, don't um, know. We'll never answer that question. I mean, it's the same thing with a lot of the youth players that, again, should not be loaned out and should be in the 
um, in the first team right now. So don't know. I mean, again, like I said, my patience is starting to wear a little thin with Luchescu because, you know, we saw some of these warning signs last season. Yeah. Hard to argue when you win a domestic treble, you win everything that there is to win in the league. Um, you actually go a little bit further in Europe, um, you know, make it in obviously knockout stages of the, um, of the Europa league happened because we got third place in, um, in our champions league group, but, you know, credit to them took down, um, took down Brugge and then advanced to play who eventually won the Europa league next season. So no shame in going out to a team like that. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, it was interesting about this match. So, you know, obviously Richard pretty much already touched upon everything. I'm not going to restate what he said, but, um, you know, a couple of things to note here is Bujalski actually scored his 50th goal in all competitions for uh, Dinamo with that finish um, to make it 1-0 right before half. So well-deserved for him. Um, you know, I agree with Richard. We, I, I mean, I think at one point later on in the second half, I saw that we had 10 or like 20 shots, 10 on target. Soria had like four shots and three on target. So, I mean, they were a lot more clinical with their finishing. We did create a lot scored, of chance. They nearly scored a second goal, to be fair. Yeah. Decent save. Yeah. Um, and we just weren't clinical with our finishing. And, you know, Luchescu talked about this a little bit in his um, post-match conference. And, you know, some of the things that he mentioned were lacked quality in the final third. That final ball was always poor. Obviously, I know Dima mentioned that ball from Caravaia that I wish he would have just played across goal. And I forget who it was that was making a run into the box, could have just tapped it in. But things like that, I mean, that has been persistent with Dinamo for, well, I mean, I won't even say over the course of the season so far, but for a very long time. Um, but, you know, he talked about, you know, should have gotten a penalty awarded for a foul on Sidor Chuk. So there were two times where he got knocked down in the box. I didn't think either of them were penalties. One of them, he like tried to do like a Maradona or something like that. And the, and the whoever the Zoria defender was just kicked the ball out from underneath him, just got the ball. So, I mean, that's not a penalty. And then the second time he just lost his balance when he was trying to dribble and just fell down. So to me, neither of those were penalties. Um, You know, he said, you mentioned it's difficult to attack with Bissedian or without Bissedian. Then I had to do a face palm. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. He puts up decent UPL numbers. I get that. But at the same time, I mean, come on, it's difficult. I'm sorry, but he's shit. That's difficult to difficult to attack without Bissedian. Like, come on. That, that's what such... excuse is that? Well, what I was going to say is it brings me back to... It must, well, must, must be very difficult without Badr, Badr El Kaduri at left-back as well. Is that is that why we didn't win? Exactly. So what kind of an excuse is this? You know, blaming the referees and things like that. But, you know, a couple of things about this is, number one, it reminds me of him during his tenure at Shakhtar when, I mean, as you all remember, he whined and complained about everything everything was unfair everything wasn't done i mean all he did was complain but on top of that if you don't want the match to be decided by a when neither of them were penalties but i'll just say for the sake of this potential penalties then don't put yourself in a position to let that be the deciding factor how about you finish your chances so that it's irrelevant whether you get that penalty awarded or not Right or or you play proper players and not players who don't haven't been deserving well, to start for either, over a year. Either way, it's on you. You need to take responsibility as yep. well as say, yeah, you know, him about the point about not being clinical enough in the final third. That's spot on. That's correct. That's something that needs to be worked on in the training ground. Right. 
But to go through and blame the refs and, and things like that, and we all know the state of refereeing in Ukraine and, and in the UPL, right? There's no secrets about that. But when it comes to your press pre- post-match... It, it didn't stop us last season, did it? Exactly, exactly. That's what I was just about to say. Exactly. I, I actually thought the ref had a good game as well. Like, I didn't think he... Like, I've seen like much considerably worse performances from the... Thanks. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I remember considerably worse UPL referee, referee performances. That's why... The referee cost us the game. Yeah. And you know what, Eric, onto that point of not clinical attacking play, you have Verbich, who's just come back from injury, to be fair, scored had a good brace against Venice last week. Um, although Zodi are considerably better than Venice. Zegankov has been. It, I don't even know what to say about him. That's what he's been. Depend. Shouldn't have shouldn't even been signed to this new contract, let alone be playing after his disaster class for Mariupol last season. So you have young players on the bench. I'm not even going to talk about Volosh, Nazari Voloshin, Samba Diallo, Tsitashvili. Like even players like Lenyev and Vitinho, could they really be that much worse? Well, how Surely he, not. How can he be worse? The Gunkovas miss an open goal, give or take, for the second game in a row without rebound. It's just. <laughs> Oh, the one that he scuffed. The one that he scuffed wide with his right. It's not good enough. I don't. I don't care if it's from an angle. You get your. It's if he's so good that he puts that in the back of the net. No, it's not good enough. We need more than this. I'll tell you what. I will be very interested um, when we hit those winter preseason games um, to see what kind of lineup we're just going to be putting. Watch him miraculously get an injury just before those games and not take part. And if he does take part, then he's just going to lose all form before that. Not that he has any form right now, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll pause. I think I think I'll pause my question on um, Zagankov because I kind of um, no, <laughs> I kind I'm, of get where you're, where you're all coming from with him. <laughs> no, I just want to I just want to ask you guys a question. Um, just two actually uh, regarding the strikers at um, at Dinamo. Um, what what okay. <laughs> okay, I was just about to ask what have you made of um Ilya Shkurin and um the Eric Ramirez so far? So, because so okay, I know, hold on wait, before, wait, before, wait, before, before Gima jumps oh, in here. Do you, Eric, let me go first before before you guys start bickering on uh on Shkurin. <laughs> Eric, let, I'll, do you mind if I start this one? Sure, by Shkurin, you're asking me. No, 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 I, I'm gonna just give my answer real quick and oh. then I'll let you guys argue over Shkurin. Ramirez, inconsistent, but I think that's partially because of the long traveling during the international breaks of Venezuela. I think he got COVID once. It still needs some work, but when you pay 2 million euros for a striker from the Slovak League, that's what you get. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what you, you're not yeah. getting. You're not getting You're not getting Lewandowski. You're getting a... <laughs> you're getting a Slovak was, League striker. He was set to go to... He was set to go to Ruben Kasanac in the summer. I think they'd agreed a fee, but the problem was was that they were already quoted upon the foreign limit. So they, yep. they couldn't get... Yeah, it. I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Now, now, Eric, sorry for interrupting, but uh, let's hear it on Shkurin. Yeah, so my opinion on Shkurin is this. I think he's promising. I think that he doesn't get nearly enough time, and I think that he just gets thrown in for half of a match for a few you know, a few per or a few matches here and there doesn't really have time to integrate with the first team. Um, like I said, he's very young. He's very raw. I mean, he definitely lacks, um, he definitely lacks, um, you know, qualities in a striker, like attacking the ball. Um, I think that 
he almost plays like a, a deep lying forward at times. I think sometimes he's a little too unselfish. Um, I mean, I forget what the match was where he picked up several assists and actually had a pretty decent match against, I, I'm blanking on who it was. Was it 1925? It may have been. It may have been. But either way, again, I'm not saying that he's going to be a world beater. I'm not saying that he's amazing, but I do think he's promising. I think he's a he's very unselfish and he's a very good team player. Um, but it's just I have never seen something from him where it's like, okay, get him off the pitch. He's been terrible. Again, there's things he needs to work on and there's things that he needs to be better about. Again, like I'd like to see him. I mean, there's times where balls come in from wide areas, you know, Mikolenko playing in a cross. And rather than just sticking his boot out, he like pulls back from it as the ball's coming in. So I'm not really sure what, what he's doing in those scenarios. But overall, I would like to see him get more chances and 90 minutes and not just get subbed off at halftime all the time. And if we throw him out yeah. there and we're, and we're giving him 90 minutes, right. And he gets to play and, you know, we go through four or five matches and he's just terrible. He's not contributing. He's not assisting. He's not scoring. He's not doing anything to help the team at that point. Fine. I'm good with it. But at this point, yeah. I just, I, I don't think it's fair for him to get so few chances, not even have matches where he's playing 90 minutes and if he's not performing like we expect him to, to just say, okay, we need to throw him to the wolves and be done with it. I, I just don't think that's fair. So I, you know, I'd like to see him get more, get more of a chance, especially against maybe some of the lower side or the lower, um, the lower sides in the, what does, what in does the that give us? What does that, what does that give us and against, against lower sides? I mean, so well, he's on, he's on the team. So, I mean, the signing's already been made. Well, you know, we've got we've got young players who can do it against lower sides. What's the? I mean, I agree, well, I agree. Now that he's, I agree. Now that he's here, you might as well. But it's just why is he here? Why? So uh, I, I, Dean, uh, Eric, I just want to put this in perspective for what you said. A raw player. So he, in his professional career, has played a grand total of three thousand two hundred fifty-four minutes. Um, that would that's a grand total of 36 uh full games um that is that's just barely a season probably including you know european fixtures and domestic cup ties you know you can see here he's played 72 games in what maybe five seasons six seasons that's that's really not a lot for a young player. i mean it wasn't it's not like he was playing that much at Seska ahead of uh chalov so i mean yeah. you know again he's and I, if you want to make the argument that he never should have been signed in the first place i'm on board with that vanat should have been promoted and he should be the one playing i'm on board with that but the fact of the matter is now that he's here from what i have seen from him i don't think he's abysmal and i do think that he's deserving yeah, of some more chances yeah, I, I can agree with that i just my problem with with him is just yeah like, that was that was at yeah, Saska uh, as well. Like you only have to look at the minutes, like sixteen eight on the yeah. bench, sort of a similar kind of yeah. Well, he's he's it, not it, playing it, above Charlov, but yeah. No, uh, there might be a player there, but yeah, I I, I sometimes I agree. <sighs> it's hard if you're a player and you're only getting 20, 10, 15 minutes here and there. But yeah, judging from what you guys are saying, I think you know if the Mikolenko deal does go through, maybe consider investing it in a striker <laughs> spend it on a Serdar Asmund's wages he'll get all the free oh yeah 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 that'll happen Definitely. no 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 
well, just just don't buy Solomon Rondon because Everton at the minute he's just a diabolical. Well, just... we, you know, you know who will probably sign? We'll probably sign Cenk Tosun. That's probably what's going to happen. Oh god! Oh god! Yeah, <laughs> the guy who Everton have been trying to offload for two windows. If you believe the reports. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Um, it's, my, my, it's... Sorry, if I may, just my my take on these two strikers is it's very simple. Um, Excuse me, they're just not of Dynamo quality. That's simple as that for me. I don't know what, don't know why you could you throw them in the chat on in the Champions League. I mean, I get, I get they're all, they're only like, and I get it's only substitutes, but it's like you know, putting a headless chicken on this. That's it's not the place for them. That they are they are not of that quality. Uh, there's no there's no shame in it. There's no shame in it. There's no. It's not their fault. I'm <laughs> to put it slightly. I'm not Champions League quality. That's not, there's not much I, I, I can do about that. Um, you're just being modest. <laughs> no, but it's uh, we just we just we just need better than this, you know. I just I don't see the technique. I don't see I don't see the striker qualities. You know, poor finishing, poor technique, and this is this is what well, that's what that's what's important. You know, good technique and good finishing, and we're getting neither of that. So, yeah, I, you guys have any final thoughts on uh, this this Dynamo squad? You know, we're going into the winter break. Um, you know, I don't know if I've I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but I think it's terrible. Did it? Did, does any did anyone know that I think the Dynamo squad's terrible? I didn't think you did. Um, I would I would have <laughs> had no way of knowing that you uh, you never you never shared these kinds of feelings. Um, I'll be I'll be interested to see what kind of games Dynamo get in the preseason. Uh, I would love to get try and get no, revenge against Jordan. Do I even want them? In FG Buckley, we seem to play them like every year. Um, are there even any teams that we like decent teams we could play? God knows. Oh, and can, can, just just one more thing. Just just one more thing. How unprofessional and crap at your job do you have to be to concede within three minutes of the second half to Zorial Lugansk? How well, it could could be worse. How bad do you have to? Well. Yeah, well, it could be worse, but it could and should be a lot better, you know. This isn't even a question of no motivation. It's just a question of just unprofessionalism. At this it, point. It, I, it, yeah, it's... It's the classic. No, I'm sorry. It's the classic. We score one goal. Oh, well, that's enough. That'll be enough. Yeah. We can just sit back. Now, we'll, we'll, I, I always go back to this one game. 7-0 against goals. We kept attacking and attacking and attacking and attacking. We score, score one goal, score two. We score three. We don't score that. We don't stop there. We, we score seven. Why can't we? I know, I know, Corliss and Zuria aren't of the same quality. I'm not expecting 7 0 in every game, but I'm just just the principle, you know, yeah. of the mentality. Why can't, why, you know? Yeah. Um, and Richard, I just want to ask you one final question before we, uh, before we wrap up. But um, do you think this Dynamo side can win the league? I, I, I know, um, you know, you started watching like the game against Zodi and you watched the game against Barcelona, but from what you've seen, is there any chance that the novel wins the league this year? Well, yeah, I was I was looking um, earlier at the um, the remaining fixtures for obviously the big two. Um, Dynamo still have to play Alexandria away, Shakhtar away, or Waxtap as we're calling them, uh, Eskadenipro away, and Volskla Potava away. Uh, uh, Waxtap has still got to play Dnipro away, yep. Dynamo home, Zoya away, and. Voskla home. 
So ooh, at the moment, based on that, I'm just looking at it from the main content, the, the you know the mid ranking sides in the league. You probably have Shakhtar as favourites at the moment, but I still think Dinamo can win the league. Um, it, I, I mean, Deserbi. I mean, I've been talking to to Eric a lot about um, Deserbi and um, Shakhtar, yeah, and yeah, their the performances in the Champions League this season just really poor to not beat Sheriff. I, I'm I'm totally just staggered by that. Um, you know, he's he's and you know, eighteen months ago I was talking this guy up as a potential replacement for Sari at Juventus, you know, based on what he was doing at Sassuolo. But I think that um the last these six months at Shakhtar so far have damaged him a little bit, I think, considering, you know, they should have been much more competitive in the Champions League group. I'd probably edge it towards them as being slight favourites at the moment, but it's it's definitely still on. I mean, I think, you know, there will be twists and turns, you know, Zoya. Um, do look like and Dnipro Dnipro you know have been in decent form recently I was speaking to Eric about um, pre-pod about them they've been in decent form recently so you know they, they could easily take points here and there um, just depends on you know this is almost like the two month winter break now it's a reset and um, and yeah it's it's just got to you just got to try and um, you know catch fire you know when you when the winter break finishes and you know get on a good good run of form a good streak um, so so yeah um, and if I may, just one last uh, final thing before I mm-hmm. before um, I hand it back to you guys on on the Champions League. Um, yeah, I, I think with Dinamo, obviously you guys touched on it last week, but it was a tough group. I think that um, I think Dinamo were very unlucky with the draw, um, and you know Benfica is a good a good side to get from pot three, and then you're getting Barcelona. Okay, they're not in the state that they once were, and Bayern, who were just just relentless. They just they're just demolishing everything in sight at the moment at home and domestic uh, in Europe. Um, so it was a hard group, yeah. And I think Dinamo were up against it when they when they when they couldn't be, win that opening game against Benfica at home. You know, it just heartbreaking at the end for Shaparenko, wasn't it, with that offside goal? Um, you know, if that goes in, it's a different story. And I think I think in one of the games against Benfica too, they had chances. Um, but yeah, um, so a little bit disappointing. But I almost, I almost kind of feel that outside of the Portuguese and Dutch teams that the other sides in the top five, from outside the big five leagues in Europe, I also think they're better off being in the Europa League because I think you could be more competitive in that, if you know what I mean. I know there's the, the, the money argument for being in the Champions League, but the Europa League, it, 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 I think Shaq, I think Dinamo could have won one of those Europa League groups, the one with Braga and Red Star Belgrade in it. Um, so, yeah, disappointing year in Europe, um, but it was a tough group, I think. And, and there are some mitigating circumstances there. But yeah, I still think Dinamo could win the league. I still think Dinamo could win the league. But obviously, those matches that I mentioned, those crucial games for both Dinamo and Shakhtar, they will probably decide the championship going forward. So, but yeah, I still think they can do it. You know, I was just saying uh, before we started recording about the Europa League, it's just, it's it's Europe, but it's just, it's just not the same, you know. It just doesn't have that same appeal. The name, I know it's just probably just being materialistic here, but um. Uh, I remember I was I was uh, trying to find a new a new profile picture, and I was uh, it was it's well most of you have seen it's just a picture of one of my favorite players Miguel Veloso and I had to have I had to have there was a few there were a few cool pictures of him but it's the Europa League badge and I'm like yeah I don't really want I don't really want a picture with the Europa League badge so I had to find one with the Champions League badge instead and that's just that's just my thing on the Europa League, but you know, still Europe at the same time. And yeah, we probably do uh, a lot better than that. Although saying now there are a few good sides uh, better than us uh, in that. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, I 
I think I do share in uh, Richard's confidence that, you know, absolutely there's no reason that Dinamo can't win the league. And when it comes to European football, I mean, that's just unfortunately the state Dinamo are in right now where, yeah, I mean, the Champions League money is great, but, you know, it's like, Dima, you said Where does this. it go? I'm just, I'm just so curious. Where does the Champions League money go? Did you, did, did you see an improvement from last season to this season? Yeah, uh, I, I noticed Surkis has got a couple new cars. I heard he got a new pool. Yeah, um, right. New kitchen, uh, new new appliances, you know. Um, but yeah, but you know, listen. It's ultimately, I think I'm with Richard because you know, it's like you say, what's the point of football? It's to win trophies, and I think the Europa League's our best chance right now to win trophies. Yeah, we're not gonna win it, but um, but you know, it is what it is. But uh, on that note, um, I just want to thank Richard again for coming on our show. Uh, we really appreciate uh having you. Oh, Eric, you want to say something? Yeah, before we finish, I'm sorry, but I have to include football manager in this because I told okay. Richard I needed for him to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. so if, for those that don't know, for our listeners that don't know, um, I don't know how to phrase it. I'll just call him football manager extraordinaire. He writes all sorts of articles for football manager. I've had some talks <laughs> with him about it. Um, you know, the, the the articles that you've written on them, I mean, I've read all of them and I've reached out to you on some of them. I think they're fantastic. They're brilliant. They've helped me out a lot. And for someone that complains about football manager on a daily basis together with Dima, and I mean, we just complain nonstop about it. Um, I know you had reached out as well and you had actually made one of your posts and articles was about teams to manage. And I forget what exactly the criteria was for managing, but I remember Dinamo and Waxtap, unfortunately, were in there. But I gave you a pass because you did mention Dinamo, um, you know, as well as teams to potentially manage that could overtake them. And I remember you, re- you know, mentioning Dnipro, Din, um, Zoria, Vorska, teams like that. So I'm just curious if you if you wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, Dinamo in particular, but, you know, the UPL too on a broader context in, in football manager. Yeah, um, obviously, well, any game involving Dinamo, Eric, I think that um, your first task, obviously, in your first couple of seasons is dominate domestically. Um, and then, you know, obviously make the Champions League. I, I would say your ideal Dinamo save, you're looking to really enjoy it and have fun. First couple of years, dominate domestically. Um, win the Ukrainian Premier League title, get into the Champions League, collect the money and then gradually look to reinvest. And then, yeah, maybe from about your third or fourth season, if you can maybe finish third in your Champions League group and then drop into the Europa League and have a couple of good runs at that, I think that would be, you know, quite good. Obviously, as the game goes along, your coefficient, your results in Europe uh, then affects your coefficient. So maybe some, if you know, results don't go well. You have to go into the Europa League, but then you have to build it up back that way. So I think after three, four years in the um, playing on it, then maybe targeting something like the Europa League, if you're really good at it, I think could be could be something worth doing with uh, Dinamo. Obviously, the big, the long-term goal is to get a side as, of the calibre of 99 again. Um, not easy, not easy in the modern game, but, you know, it's something that I think uh, as a challenge, I think will be quite nice. On the um, other, other saves to be, well, obviously, yeah, the, the three main ones, I think, if you want to try to create a new winner of the Ukrainian Premier League, um, I mentioned Dinamo first, so we'll go on to the others now, <laughs> just for you guys on this part. The other three teams, obviously, the key for them is, is is to try and use the Conference League as a way to generate money so you can get more funds. I noticed there was a big gap in the transfer and wage budgets between Dinamo and, and uh, Waxtap and the rest. So, obviously, you have to try and qualify for Europe. 
Um, that way you generate money and then you can gradually build it up piece by piece. And obviously the three clubs in question there are um, Dnipro, Zoya and Vorskla. Uh, I quite like, quite like a game with Vorskla. Um, I quite like um, a challenge with them just because obviously Zoya and um, Dnipro are more well-known. If I, if I play on the Ukrainian Premier League, I probably would have a go with Vorskla. Um, a couple of other little games I would pick from Ukraine um, on FM. Um, I Kolos would be interesting because obviously I've looked at them and it's like a small little village just in, is it in Kiev region? Kiev region? Um, uh, it is. Kolos, yeah, that, that would be quite an interesting game. I would I would have loved to have seen the look on Mourinho's face when they were in the Europa League last year, had Tottenham drawn, and that would have been quite... <laughs> although they probably would have had to have played their whole matches in Kiev because um, the stadium probably doesn't meet the um, UEFA requirements. I know UEFA have strict requirements on that. Uh, and then in the second tier, yeah, two other saves maybe worth trying. I know Metalist have sort of split into two different clubs, isn't it? Metalist 1925 and then there's a Metalist Kharkiv in the second tier. So maybe the Metalist Kharkiv in the second tier to try and get them back to the top flight. And then um, I don't know whether you guys at Dynamo show rivalry with um, Orbelon, Kiev. You have a rivalry with them? It's not really, it's not no. that much of a rivalry, but then, technically speaking, it exists. I think that would be an interesting save to do, just purely on the basis as well that obviously they're a much smaller uh, capital club than Dinamo, and secondly, the fact that they're owned by a brewery, I think that's absolutely amazing. So, yeah, I think out of football manager FM22 saves, they're the ones that I would pick for for Ukraine if anybody is looking to have a go with it. Um, variety of different challenges there, but yeah, just just make sure if you pick one of the big two, always choose Dinamo. Don't you, don't choose Wax Tap at all. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I think yeah, we could all second that. Love love that. Uh, tell you what, I've got to I've now. I've well, I've now I've got to uh, flex my uh, football manager twenty one. Did that say I, I didn't really try too much with that twenty two, but uh, yeah, one, Dima, Dima, um, Dima up, doesn't man. doesn't doesn't like the match engine in twenty two, so no, he's reverted I, back to twenty one. No, I don't. I don't really play. I've, I've, I'm trying, <laughs> to, I'm trying to wait. Well, I'll say wait. Basically, the tactics that he's used for five years don't work in 22, so he doesn't like the match engine. Yeah. So he reverted back to 21. We'll get on to the tactics. We'll get on to the tactics. But uh, I've got to say, three times Europa League winner, two times Champions League winner, and one time UEFA Super Cup winner with Dinamo. So obviously, obviously not with the same squad. I mean, like 20. I wasn't like 20, was it 2036? So by then you can imagine a few changes had been made that say that to the squad, only a few. But um, yeah, that's gotta be it's gotta be uh mentioned. Uh, I can dream. If if you if you want a real uh football manager challenge, you have to get one of those teams from like the like the Oblast or the regional Ukrainian leagues all the way to the Premier League. Well, they they only go they only go down to the Persia. They don't go. League. I remember I tried doing a Mitalurk save, and they have no players in it. They literally have no players. Like <laughs> I had like I had like eleven players in total, or something like that, and a few from the a few from the under nineteen. So I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. And of uh, Spain's I mean, actually Spain's become an interesting um, league to play on now on FM twenty two because in Spanish football recently they've they've restructured it. It used to be um, four divisions and you can only go down as far as the third tier, but they've restructured it now. In Spain now in the third tier you've two divisions, um, west and east, and then in the fourth tier you've got five leagues all geographically 
split, obviously, for that, that kind of reason. And they now allow you to play in the fourth tier in Spain. So Spain has as many playable clubs now on FM as, as England does, which um, is quite interesting. So uh, if you don't want to manage in Ukraine or you want to have two saves going at the same time, um, a save from Ukraine and a save abroad, then I could also recommend Spain, maybe. As can't you, as can't you manage the team that, um, that PK owns? Is it Andorra? FC Andorra, yeah, they're in uh, Primera RFBF, the third tier. So, yes, you can manage uh, okay. FC Andorra. I couldn't remember which tier they were in, but I remember that one from – that was an article from maybe a year or two ago. I don't remember. And just picking them and seeing if you could get them promoted into um, the Spanish top flight. You can also pick the side um, Unai Emery owns. You can pick um, uh, Real Union Irún. They're uh, based in the third tier as well. They're right oh, near wow. where Real Sociedad are based. Yeah. Uh, Union Irun. I-I-U-N. Real Union. They were founding members of founding members of La Liga in 1929. Oh, I, I, I guess he's from somewhere around there. Or... He's, isn't he Basque? Yes, Emery is Basque. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I thought. And you can also, in the fourth tier, you can also play as CD Fomentera, and they're from Fomentera, which is the smallest of the Balearic Islands, um, with a tiny population, tiny stadium. That's a real Fomentera, yeah. I've... You, you said Fomentera? Foment, Foment, F-O-M, I think. Fomentera. I think it's something like that. SD Fomentera. Oh, here, here we are. I, I, yeah, SD Fomentera. Yeah, uh, yeah Fomentera is the smallest of the Balearic Islands. Um, 500 capacity stadium. You know, wow. You know, <laughs> that's a challenge. And, and Fomentera is like 2,000 population. It's tiny. So, wow. Yeah, Can I just say, a, a, few, a few Ukrainian Premier League time with teams wouldn't even manage to fill that stadium up. <laughs> it's the same yeah. Fomentera is tiny. It's not as well known as the other three of the Balearic Islands. But yeah, that's another interesting challenge. So yeah, Spain has quite a lot, actually. If, if you if you want to have another league open at the same time as, as Ukraine, I'd choose Spain and England, I'd think, are my two-hour pick. So, so um, Eric, when are you uh, when are you going to manage Waxtap in FM? No, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, uh, so on that note... Um, that's going to bring us to the end of our show. Uh, Richard, once again, thank you for coming on. Um, if someone would want to contact you, whether about some kind of article or FM, uh, where could they do that? You can find me on Twitter at, at RichDPike89, at RichDPike89. Um, yeah, thank you for having me on, guys. Um, and once again, I want to say a huge thank you to all three of you for your help with the um Andrei Shevchenko to uh, Genoa CFC piece. Um, really interesting to um, get your insight on that. And yeah, he's had a tough time with things at the moment. I'm actually doing a Twitter Spaces on Friday for Breaking the Lines, BTL. And Sheva, Sheva will be discussed his time at Genoa so far. I've watched a number of their games. So if any of our listeners are interested in that, uh, please do tune in. There'll be invites going out, uh, Breaking the Lines. Yeah, there'll be an invite to that. I'll be discussing that. I'm, I'm also doing those weekly shows. I tend to do them two times every month or something like that so i'm there and you can find me on twitter i'm often tweeting things out about uh, football in general and more my work on their websites soon including a piece on an analysis of the european competition draws after christmas you know all three of them some interesting side plots some stories there to explore after new year so please do check those out no, that sounds uh, really good and uh, please do check out uh richard pike's works it is really um 
it is really good work. And I know Eric is, for example, a big fan. Um, and uh, Dimov, someone would want to contact you. Uh, Vova Chapelle, of supporter eight at whatever, or is it my off this time? Uh, no, it's uh, 1927 Dima, but it's, um, you know, I'm really debating changing it to uh, uh, what was it? So you, if I don't know if any of you have heard of the um, of the of the Twitter account, um, L, Mike uh, L U H G, Mike Love United hope, Hate. Hope, hope this helps. Hope this helps. Well, I'm really, I'm really seriously considering uh, changing mine to Dima L D H S. Love Dynamo Hate Sorkis. I'm so tempted. I'm so tempted. <laughs> so tempted, but um. Yeah, no, it's for now it's at 1927 Demon, and I'll keep you posted. Um, Eric, if someone wants to get into contact with you, how could they do that? Yeah, sure. It's at Libovich. Might be changing mine to underscore DGA for Dima go away. Um, but for now, just keeping it as Libovich. Libovich underscore underscore capital S. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and if you want to contact me, your host, you can find me on Twitter at Lishik7. That's L Y S Z Y K, the number seven. Uh, there's no L-Y-S-Z-Y-K, underscore before the underscore. There's no underscore. And if you want to contact the show, you can find us on Twitter at Denamo Abroad and send us a DM on there. Or you can send us an email to Denamo Abroad Podcast at gmail.com. Well, from everyone here at Denamo Abroad, we just want to thank Richard for coming on one last time. Uh, we really appreciate your insight. And um, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.